Hello, hello, and hello. My name is Jared Waters. I am the host of this podcast, One Man, One Tree in the Hill. This podcast is about being alone with your own thoughts, one of the scariest places to be. And that's what I am, literally alone with my own thoughts. Right now, it's January 30th. I recorded this episode maybe three different times, but I, I want to take a, a moment to take a while and process the information that happened. And Sunday, if you don't know, Sunday, the whole world was rocked by the icon, the legend, Kobe Bryant. Uh, he passed away. He was in a helicopter crash in California. Uh, the reports say he was headed with his daughter. His daughter died on the plane, too, which is sad, Gianna. They were heading to a basketball game or basketball practice to his to his uh, Mamba Mamba Academy, and the helicopter crashed into a mountain. Uh, there are other people on the plane. Uh, there was Kobe and his daughter. There was Christina. She was a basketball coach. And then there was John. John and Carrie and Alyssa, they're a whole family. He was a, a baseball coach. He was a college baseball coach. And his wife and her daughter, one of Gianna's best friends, she died. The assistant basketball coach, Christina, she died. Sarah Chester died. And Peyton Chester and the pilot died. And uh, I felt weird about, you know, talking about a dead person that I didn't know personally. You know, I knew Kobe I knew Kobe Bryant cuz I I I saw him play one game before. I saw Kobe play I don't know if it was the Olympics. I know I I've seen Kobe play before in real life. And it's just like you get that it's a weird feeling because as as people in society we gravitate towards celebrities, which is natural because we watch our America's based off entertainment. But uh Kobe transcended a celebrity. He, I think, he's one of the last icons living on this earth. Kobe Bryant. We literally watched him grow from a 17-year-old into a 41-year-old man. I remember having the Kobe jerseys. I was a Shaquille O'Neal fan. Always been a Shaquille O'Neal fan. And then when he came with Kobe and Shaq everywhere, so we had Laker jerseys growing up, which which was amazing. And I I felt kind of weird. I was just like wondering, like, man, should I? Is it okay to publicly grieve Kobe Bryant? Like, is it okay because, you know, I know it's fa- I my heart goes out to the like to Vanessa because Vanessa. She lost a daughter and a husband. You know, and uh, we finally got a statement from Vanessa, Vanessa Bryant. I'm I'm gonna read that statement, right now, which was very. Was very I like it's very it's it's not weird, but you know Kobe's mentality was very just strong minded. So she seems that way. This is the statement from Vanessa Bryant. She just posted this yesterday, which is will be Wednesday the 28th. She goes, my girls and I would like to thank the millions of people who've shown support and love during this horrific time. Thank you for the prayers. We definitely need them. We are completely devastated by the sudden loss of my adoring husband, Kobe. The amazing father of our children, my beautiful, sweet Gianna, a loving, thoughtful, wonderful daughter, and amazing sister to Natalia, Bianca, and Capri, we are also devastated for the lives and families lost on Sunday. We share in grief immediately. There aren't enough words to describe the pain right now, and I take comfort in knowing that Kobe and Gigi both knew they were deeply loved. We're incredibly blessed to have them in our lives. I wish we were here. I wish they were here with us forever. They were our beautiful blessings taken away too soon. I'm not sure what our lives hold beyond this day, and it's impossible to imagine life without them. But we wake up each day trying to keep pushing because Kobe and our baby girl Gigi are shining on us the light way. The light, oh excuse me, are shining, are shining on us to light the way.
Our love for them is endless, and that's to say immeasurable. I just wish I could hug and kiss them mm, and bless them. Have them here with us forever. Thank you for sharing your joy, your grief, your support with us. We ask that you grant us this respect and privacy that we need to navigate through this real new reality. To honor our Team Mamba family, the Mamba Sports Foundation has set up a Mamba 1-3 fund, uh, fund to help support the families affected by this tragedy. To donate, go to Mamba on a 3. Mamba on 3. Oh, Mamba on 3, excuse me. To further Kobe and Gianna's legacy in youth sports, please visit MambaSportsFoundation.com. Thank you for lifting us up in your prayers for the loving Kobe, Gigi, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, Mamba family, Mamba Sita. Man, that was, uh, it's just sad, man. It's just freaking sad. And the crazy thing is, as the reports come out, they show that Kobe was, Kobe was actually going, he went to church before he went to, he went to mass. He went to talk to a preacher before he went to the basketball practice. Um, I remember just always cheering for the Lakers. I was always a Laker dude because of, because of Shaq. I remember we always used to be like, Kobe, when we score a basket, we'd always yell out Kobe when we can. Uh, and I, I started looking at other people, how they reacted. Um, I have a cousin. My cousin's name is George, George Jr., and I don't think George has ever met Kobe before. But, um, but to share his grief, this is what he said, which I found very interesting. Not interesting, but I made me realize that there's people affected by this. First he goes, come on, I pray this isn't true. We grew up watching this man. Then he posts a picture, and then what I found interesting, he goes, the death of Kobe and his 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, kind of hit me different today. No, I don't know him personally, but I felt like I knew him from afar. Watching him get drafted at 17 and retire 20 years later, unbelievable. You can ask my wife. I've been in my feelings ever since I heard the news, especially having a 13-year-old daughter on my own that plays basketball. That he and his daughter lived ultimately and died for. No matter how religious, you, no matter what your religious beliefs are, excuse me, Every second on this earth is precious and not guaranteed. My deepest condolences to the wife and their three daughters, R.I.P. Kobe Bean and Gianna. Mamba out. And then this is him Monday processing it. My stomach is still in knots. My eyes are swollen from crying. Envisioning as a father not being able to control what is second nature, protecting your child. The well-being of my child even means sacrificing my own life. Those last precious moments, what do you say? What do you do? And I was like, dang, man. I didn't even think, like, as a as a uh, father, my boy, my cousin George Jr. went through that. And I was like, wow, what an, uh, an amazing, ama uh, it's not amazing, but, like, I, amazing way people are affected by this. Because you're thinking of, as a dad, you want to protect your daughter. But literally, you can. Like, what what can you do? Uh, I'm going to play a video. Play a video, but I'll play the audio. This is from an ESPN reporter, what she said. And I found it great what she said her last days of meeting Kobe Bryant. Uh, this is from an ESPN reporter. I'm not going to play the whole play the whole video, but I want you to hear the audio of what she said about Kobe. And this prompted a lot of the hashtags. This is from the ESPN reporter meeting Kobe Bryant. It's likely that you're hearing many personal anecdotes about Kobe Bryant, so here's mine. I met Kobe one time backstage at an event for ESPN in New York. And I saw him and I thought, oh my gosh, that's Kobe. I gotta get a picture for the gram. Mm. That's the picture. I didn't get it for a few minutes because as I approached him, he immediately commented on my rather large eight-month pregnant belly. How are you? How close are you? What are you having? Mm -hmm. A girl, I said, and then he high-fived me. Girls are the best. 
I asked him for advice on raising girls, seeing as though he quite famously had three at the time. And he said, just be grateful that you've been given that gift because girls are amazing. His third daughter, Bianca, was about a year and a half old at the time. So I asked if he wanted more children. And he said that his wife, Vanessa, really wanted to try again for a boy, but was sort of jokingly concerned that it would be another girl. And I was like, four girls, are you joking? Like, what would you think? How would you feel? And without hesitation, he said, I would have five more girls if I could. I'm a girl dad. When it came to sports, he said that his oldest daughter was an accomplished volleyball player and that the youngest was a toddler, so TBD. But that middle one, he said, that middle one was a monster. She's a beast. She's better than I was at her age. She's got it. That middle one, of course, was Gigi. When I reflect on this tragedy and that half an hour that I spent with Kobe Bryant two years ago, I suppose that the only small source of comfort for me is knowing that he died doing what he loved the most, being a dad, being a girl dad. Being a girl dad. So if, you know, if you're not aware of everyone remembers this moment, now everything on Twitter is girl dad. I didn't know. So many people had little girls, and that's one thing I thought about about kids. Like, I want five boys and two girls, but, like, embracing that girl. And when you think about his daughter, Gianna, it was, like, recently, like, maybe a year when I started watching Kobe's Instagram, like, post-retirement, and everything was about his daughter, like, how nice she was, how she wore half his number. She wore number two. She didn't read, read number four. And Vanessa would always post, like, there was a, a video of Gianna coming from a high school dance, and then after she goes to the dance, she's sitting there in heels practicing basketball. And I was like, wow, man. And, like, she was always, uh, they said, like, when you, like, they always post, like, the oldest one, is pro- I don't know, I don't know these kids personally, but the oldest one, she's, like, 17 or 16. But Gianna was the one that they would post her TikToks and everything else. And he just felt like these were, like, not Michael Jackson kids because they're more sheltered, but these are, like, Kids that we see, when you see them all the time, like, oh, freak, I, I remember this kid. I remember when she was a baby in Kobe's arms, and I remember her playing basketball. Then, like, towards the end, it was, like, always Gianna, Gianna, that's going to be the one. So for her to just die with her dad, man, it's so sad. And they said that her goal was to play college basketball for UConn, and then UConn, UConn actually, did, uh, for a night, they put a, a jersey of a number two jersey, and they put flowers on the bench to honor his daughter. She wanted to play for UConn and go to the WNBA. And it's amazing how Kobe has, how Kobe was, how he transformed and how he started supporting the WNBA. He always did, but now he's like an advocate. Like he was the one pushing more for benefits and doing everything else. All the the highlight of what Kobe has done. Uh, There was actually a good one with Jimmy Kimmel when Kobe's talking to Jimmy Kimmel. So this is uh, Kobe talking to Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel, excuse me. She does for sure. She does. I I don't, it means this, this kid. That'd be great. Dude, man, I, I'm telling you, the, be, the, best thing, the best thing that happens is when we go out and, and, and fans will come up to me and she'll be standing next to me and they'll be like, hey, you got to have a boy. You and V got to have a boy, man. You have somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy. She's like, oh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> you know, boy, for that, I got this. Like, that's right. Yes, you do. You got this. Your daughter. Wow, that was amazing, man. So Gianna, she that she they said she was the one with the mama mentality, both of them. And then I found what interesting was Tracy McGrady. I know these are like a lot of clips and stuff, but I found this interesting what Tracy McGrady said about Kobe. And this is a clip from Tracy McGrady talking about one of his talking to Kobe when he like first got into the league. Kobe spoke this. He spoke this. He used to say all the time, "I want to die young." And 
I thought he was crazy. He used to say, I want to die young. I want to be immortalized. And, you know, I want to have my career be better than Michael Jordan. And I want to die young. And I just thought he was just so crazy for saying that. And when I got the news yesterday, I had a dance with my daughter yesterday at my wife's event. And they came and told me the news. And I just couldn't believe it. Just like, just like everybody else. But it's, I'm devastated. That was uh, Tracy McGrady saying that Kobe said he wanted to die young. It's uh, it's very tough because it's it's very tough because you know every, I I think people don't understand that basketball has their own fraternity, like basketball has its own fraternity of the way they introduce because like after so they canceled most of the games if you're not aware but some people were playing games and these basketball players were broken they're like broken this is like their their fraternity their brotherhood and right now people in china are broken it's like kobe reached basketball he reached the world in basketball um so thought about that there there has been a lot of negativity though which i i do understand but sometimes it's hard because when you're a black person i've been black most of my life from what i can tell i've been black pretty much since i was birth you gravitate towards people that look like you. Black people in America were such a small percentage. So when a person of black pigment excels and ascells, ascends to a certain height, you feel a piece of them. You're like, yo, we grew up with Kobe. Kobe's our guy. Kobe went through a lot of controversy. And a lot of reporters just reporting on what happened in Colorado. Like Kobe's rapist, Kobe's everything else. And I was like, a man can grow from this. Not saying what he did was right, but at the same time, it's like, this man just died. The only thing you can talk about is negativity. Which brings us to comedian Ari Shafir. Uh, I'm not even going to play the, the nasty stuff he said, but Ari Shafir, he says he makes jokes, but he pretty much called Kobe a rapist and said Kobe's glad. He said Kobe should have died 23 years ago. And he says all this in front of the Charlotte Hornet place where he should have played. And it was just like, and I, a comedian, you can say whatever you want. As a comedian, you can say whatever you want. Uh, and then after the fact, uh, Ari Shafir. Shows have been canceled in New York City because uh, his fans, Kobe's fans, have threatened to shoot up the place. And a lot of people are feeling like, you know, as a comedian, you yes, you can say something. And I, I just think sometimes as I think comedy is more like prison a little bit. Most brown comics stay in brown circles. They have brown conversations amongst brown people. Hispanic comics, they have their Hispanic countries. They're brown, but they're a different type of brown. They have their conversations. There's a females group of comics where they talk about female stuff and then there's like southern comics who stay together and then there's black comics that have that and i feel like people who aren't a minority don't understand what's it like to see a minority excel to those heights because it's like man and i feel like as a comic you can say whatever you want but you like patrice o'neill said there's gonna be actions and precautions for your stuff i actually i actually made a i did a joke about i did a joke after that about kobe about but it wasn't about kobe it was a small it was a small, it was a joke. The Pretty much the joke was about Lamar Odom. Because I just saw Lamar Odom tweet out. I was like, it should have. I, I made a statement that it should have been Lamar Odom instead of Kobe and his daughter. Right? So first, my my dear friend, Amy, uh, we went to high school together. We were friends. She goes, stop. And I just put LOL. And then she goes, you're not a comedian. You ain't a comedian right now. Life is life. And you know this. And first of all, I understand as a comic you are defensive. Because I was first I was like, Amy, girl, you don't know who the F I am. Like, don't you ever come at me sideways. And I feel like 
If you're not a comic, you don't understand the joke. The smart part of the joke is not making fun of Kobe's death. The smart part of the whole joke is I'm highlighting that show, Lamar. I'm just saying what Lamar said. Lamar said, Lamar Odom said, I wish it was me in that helicopter. And I was like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we agree. This is me joking. And then she goes, you ain't a comedian right now. You know this. I was like, I'm a comedian 24-7, madam. The unfollow button is to your left. (laughs) My thing is like, don't follow me. And then she goes, I'm just saying what you know was right. Don't wish death on anyone. It's not funny. I know you're a great comedian. And just when I said that, that was my opinion. Other than laughter. I was like, just to let you know, laughter is a way to grieve. I said, laughter cures grieving. I said, so I've, I've done stand-up at funerals. I know when people are sad, people want a diversion away from what's happening. So when I write jokes, I write around the diversion. It's like, yes, we addressed that Kobe has died. But the diversion is, let's make fun of Lamar Odom real fast. And what Ari Shafir did, Ari Shafir pretty much said, F Kobe Bryant. Like, you went straight to the problem. And maybe Ari didn't know his name. Ari made an apology, but I think his apology doesn't matter. He said his agency just dropped him, which is sad. You never want to wish that on anybody, but at the same time, there are cautions for your words. You know, I've, I think there's cautions for every words. And when you think about this, I, Johnny just, I'm just i bouncing all over the place. Sorry about this podcast. I'm by myself. No one's here to keep me on task. I think the hardest part of everything is watching, watching Kobe's wife. I think people don't understand how much Vanessa has been through just living with Kobe. She's probably lived, she's probably been married like a woman 40 years old. She met him when she was 16. They got married when she was 17. So imagine that. She's married and all of a sudden she's a Laker. Kobe's three, two years, she's 37, I think he's four years older than her. So Kobe gets his first ring when she's like maybe 21 years old. 21 years old. And Kobe took her through a lot. Kobe cheated on her. Kobe, they almost went for the divorce. They got back together. And then when Kobe almost got a divorce again, freaking Vanessa Bryant, she was there holding his hand when he went through all that stuff in Colorado. I was there holding him down. And then when Kobe and her were about to divorce, I remember like maybe five years ago, Drake made a song. What was it? It was, it wasn't Drake. It was French Montana, Stay Scheming. And Drake said, Kobe, I hate it. Kobe, I hate it. Have to be him. I'm paraphrasing. 150 mils, I hate it. Have to be him. Then he goes, B, you wasn't with me shooting at the gym. And Rick Rock goes, B, you wasn't shooting with me at the gym. And I remember people would chant that out to Vanessa as she's walking down to L.A. Kobe. And then they would yell at Vanessa, B, you wasn't shooting with me at the gym. And Kobe had to make a statement on Twitter like she was with me at the gym. She's held down my kids. She's been a great wife. Don't ever say that about my wife. Just imagine the scrutiny she went under just being with Kobe Bryant. So my prayers are with Vanessa. Uh... Shaquille O'Neal, seeing Shaq cry on TNT, man, that hit me, man. That hit me. Uh, Shaq talked about his times with Kobe, and I really believe if Shaq and Kobe would have stayed together, man, that would have been the greatest combination But those egos. It's like when you look back on life, you're just like, man, we could have did something, but we didn't, you know? Um, Not um, but when you... Uh, a lot of my co, oh yeah, my coworkers. It's weird when you're you're friends with you, not friends when you're f- friendly with your coworkers on social media because sometimes they give their opinions and I don't ask for them. But my one coworker, she's a basketball player. Both of them are, and they're just devastated. They got pictures of Kobe throughout the break room and everything else. And I was like, wow, Kobe really is one of the last icons that we'll see on this earth. Because if like Magic Johnson dies, we'll be sad. But you know, he's kind of old, you know. But this is like a tragic loss. I think the last tragic loss was Michael Jackson, Prince, Princess Diana. Of like that, 
of the magnitude of icons. Sometimes like celebrities that, but they're not like iconic. Like iconic icons. Kobe's won an Oscar. Man, Kobe speaks four different languages. Like Kobe was like the really the universal man, and he was really just cut, cut short from us. And uh I'm 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 sad as a sad as a person. But I'm I'm getting through it, you know. I, I know that my sadness is not what those daughters are gonna go through or what his wife's gonna do through his dad or the rest of his family. But I just wish, man, that people would spend their time loving and cherishing people. So I find myself always doing that. I, When Kobe died, one of my friends, old friend that we lost contact with, we reached out and we settled, settled some things that we haven't spoke before. And I try to do it with everyone. I think the last person that I really need to speak to is this, this guy. His name is Keith Moore Jr. Uh, we were friends. Uh, we were roommates before, roommates at Disney. And he was bo- we were both from the South. We are both Southern dudes. He's from North Carolina. I lived in North Carolina. I'm from Florida. We did everything. It was just me and him. It was, uh, the whole house was like six people. And I'm, I'm going to talk about that in another episode. We're going to dedicate another episode to Keith Moore, Keith Moore Jr. and make it right. But to everyone out there, man, that's going through what you're going through or thinking that you could wait till tomorrow, make it right today, man. One thing you can say is they asked Kobe about how does he feel. And Kobe said, I left everything on the court. I have no regrets in basketball. How do you that? No regrets, man. That's the dopest thing, having no regrets at all. No regrets at all on the basketball court. So he left everything out there. I'm going to play one more clip of Shaquille O'Neal talking about his on the loss of Kobe Bryant. Uh, then after that, we're going to we're going to wrap this episode up. You know, I've had a, you know that's that's just effing sad. You know, effing sad. All right, this is Shaq talking about Kobe Bryant. The normal things I usually do. I work, we laugh, we kid, we joke. When I get back home and look at reality and say she's gone, it was just hurts. So the other day I'm downstairs working out with my son Shakir and my nephew Columbus. And my other nephew comes in crying and he shows me his phone. And I snapped at him. I said, man, get that out of my face. Just get it away from me. You know, we live in a world where anything could be photoshopped, anything could be hoaxed. I didn't want to believe it. And then I got the call from you, Charles, Kenny. Everybody called me. And then we found out it was confirmed. And haven't felt the pain that sharp in a while. 47 years old, uh, two, lost two grandmothers, lost a Sarge, lost my sister, and now I lost a little brother. We, uh, our names will be attached together for what we did. People always ask about our relationship, and I tell them it's just like me and Charles. You got two strong-minded people that are going to get it done their way. They're going to say certain things. The respect will never be lost. 
for when it comes to be inside the lines and win. That's what me and him, that's what we did. That's what me and Charles, that's what we do. It was sort of like a triple, triple stabbing to the heart because after you cry and wonder about that, then I get back on the internet, Rick Fox is on the plane. So now I'm, I'm, I'm sick even more. I'm calling Rick, he's not answering. So now I'm, 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 I'm like, what's going on? And then the final blow, his lovely daughter was with him on the helicopter. You know, we, every time I saw his lovely wife and his kids, same thing I do with, with, with Kenny's kids and D-Wade's kids. Hi, my name is Uncle Shaq. I don't know if they know me as a basketball player. It doesn't matter. I just, I am Uncle Shaq. I try to make him laugh. And he would do the same thing. Sharif called me devastated and said, Kobe, just text me to check and see how he's doing. And he used to do that from, from time to time. You know, it just makes me think that in, in life, Sometimes instead of holding back certain things, we should just do. Do you wait? Hold on, let me finish. Okay, go. We uh, we up here we work a lot, and I think a lot of times we 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 take stuff for granted. Like I don't talk to you guys as much as I as much as I need to. The fact that uh, we're not going to be able to joke at his Hall of Fame ceremony. We're not going to be able to say, hi, I got five, you got four. The fact that we're not going to be able to say, if we would stay together, we could have got ten. Those are the things that you, you can't get back. And with the loss of my father, my sister, and my thing, that's the only thing I wish I could just say something to him. Again, last time I talked to him was when we were here and I asked him to get 50 and he got 60. It's the last time I spoke to him. And I just wish I could have, you know, so it, it definitely changes me. I have to, because I work a lot. You, you, you guys know what I do. I, I, I work probably more than the average guy, but I just really have to now just take time and just call and say, I love you. Rick Fox call, finally called me and said, man, I love you. B. Shaw called me, so I'm going to try to do a better job of just... That was uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Just sad, man. Just just freaking sad, and we'll never, we'll never, you know, sometimes you just, you, you never know. We're always on the outside looking in. You don't know what these basketball players go through. Blood, sweat, and tears together, so they feel it. They feel it when a person of their community dies, you know, like when comedians die, all the comics, they feel it, but Something about sports that transcends everything. And I was watching Kobe when he was 17, the, what Jimmy Fallon said about him, just everyone saying these heartfelt messages. And just knowing that when you died, everyone had something nice to say about you. And uh, I, pr I just pray that Vanessa and the girls, they find a way, they find a way to have comfort, the knowing that they're, they're, their loved ones are in a better place. That's all we can hope. And now I I, 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 I hope everyone else feels good. I know some of my friends are just still going through it. Like I, 
Like it's it's feel it's it's a it's a strange sensation of being apart. I remember when Michael Jackson died, I felt like I, I was my cousin. Like right now, I feel like my cousin died. Like man, I, even though we never like my far distant cousin, but I feel like I grew up with him. I feel like I knew. I remember just always yelling out Kobe, you know. So prayers are up. Prayers are up to him. This is a, a different different episode, different episode. But I feel like sometimes as as a podcast, we need to analyze life. It needs to be this like a time capsule of what's going on, or a time capsule of what happened. And right now, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm alone. I'm alone with my own thoughts, and I'm thinking about Kobe Bean Bryant. So prayers up to his family. My name is Jared Waters. Uh, make sure you support the podcast, uh, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Follow us on Instagram, O-M-O-T-A-H. And support my other podcast. It's called Which Way Is Up with my dear friend Jose Lito. And uh, just pour one out for Kobe Bryant, folks. Farewell.